Lauren's Heal program has healed so many aspects of my life. Heal impacted my life hugely. When you ask for growth, you're given opportunities to grow. The journey that Lauren took us on was beyond words for me to describe. As we explore the content in today's episode, I want to gently remind you that the doors to my signature life transformation program called HEAL are opening very soon. If you're listening to this podcast because you are on a path to personal transformation and you're ready to get more results on your healing journey, do deeper work than ever before, and see epic results in your life as you blast through your own personal limitations, I want to encourage you to take a step forward today to learn a little bit more about the HEAL program to see if it's a right fit for you. HEAL is my signature six-month personal transformation program. It's a 12-step immersion process that I have seen students go through and create epic results in their life. Just have a listen. I don't even feel like I'm the same person. I feel like I've had a different incarnation within the same lifetime. You had a big financial explosion the first round of HEAL. Let's, yeah, so let's talk about what happened for you. $28,000 in 36 hours. I spent so many years in therapy and thought, why am I not better yet? Why can't I let go of these insecurities? Why can't I heal the past? <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna take a spiritual journey with you. It's been the best thing ever. I came in really wanting to heal the relationship I had with myself because I felt like there's lots I want to work on, but it all begins with me and the way I am in all of these situations. Things have massively changed. And my friends have noticed, I can only say this honestly, hand on heart, it works. Anything that you want to heal for yourself is truly possible. Your relationship with money, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your body, your relationship with everything around you can transform when you start to do the work from within. I'm so excited to share this step-by-step -step process with you that is rooted in personal transformation and results. For more information, to consider yourself a student of this work, you can go to laurenoflove.com slash heal and see all the details about our next round of the program. Make sure you grab a spot on the waitlist to get exclusive offers as bonuses and to be the first to know when doors open. Welcome, lovebird. You're listening to the Lauren of Love podcast, recorded by me, your host, Lauren Eliz Love. I am so deeply honored to be here with you and to help you move one step closer to creating your dream life simply by listening to this show. I'm a spiritual mentor, a master in the art of self-healing, and the creator and founder of an online transformation program called Heal. Since 2012, I have been on my own journey of self-healing my way to true happiness. I quit my corporate job to grow a successful $700,000 a year business. I ended an abusive marriage to find my true soulmate. I overcame drug addiction, mental illness, and severe chronic health challenges. And I released my trauma to come home to my true self-love. My life has truly transformed, and now it's your turn. On this show, I'm gonna be sharing all of the medicine that has helped me create the life of my dreams so that you can create yours. If you can feel it, you can heal it. 
and you can change anything in your life. This podcast is a safe space for you to do just that, to learn what needs to be learned, to see what needs to be seen, and to feel what you need to feel so that you can have a life beyond your wildest dreams. Your desires are your destiny, and you are the person you have been waiting for to make them happen. Here on the Lauren of Love podcast, we are going to dive deep into a study of self-mastery. On the show, you will learn about how to self-heal your life, how to deepen your relationship with spirit, and how to truly embody and reclaim your power. This podcast is a safe space for us to explore the deep inner workings of self-mastery and helping you expand, grow, evolve, and become the best version of yourself. I believe in you. I am here for you and you got this. Now let's dive in. Okay, so funny story. The saga of uh, <laughs> ineffective technology continues. <laughs> I I feel like if I'm just recording these episodes and I'm like just talking directly to the computer, because that's what I'm doing. I'm using my internal speakers on my computer because I cannot get technology to work for me for my professional stuff. And so I have this microphone that like sits on my desk and I can't use it because my computer USB ports don't work, but I've decided to to like make it feel like it's working. So like, I feel like I'm channeling the message of the podcast for you rather than just talking to my computer directly. I'm literally working with the microphone, even though it's not plugged in because it makes me feel like I'm in the vibe. And so (laughs) I just wanted to bring that up today. I'm calling in some beautiful manifested conversation today and I am going to anchor into the high vibration with this microphone that's not actually plugged in. So (laughs) hello and welcome back to the Lauren of Love podcast. I am so excited to be here with you guys. Um, Lots moving through my life. I just really want to, I feel kind of called to share a little bit of an overhead view of like what's happening right now. Um, just cause I, I love to talk to you guys and I feel like it's so relatable. So, um, I am right now about to start a group coaching program, which is super cool. Cause I haven't actually done a group coaching program in quite a while. I've been really deep in my in-person study doing a lot of plant medicine, a lot of breath work, a lot of sound healing, a lot of like modality study. And I really wanted to take my expansion a step further in this season of my life. So I enrolled in my gorgeous soul sister friend, Catherine Zinkina, uh, her Manifestation Babe Academy. And Catherine and I have been friends for years uh, and we I just never took her course. So it's so cool. Uh, we have this little sisterhood group, Catherine, me, a couple of friends and um, some of the other sisters and I decided that we were going to go through Catherine's program because you know, it's really important, I, I think, to, to, just to speak to this, that like nobody is on a pedestal. Nobody is above one another. We are all sisters learning from each other. Even you guys listening on the show, like we are all sisters and we are all just sharing our medicine, sharing our lessons, sharing our support. And for a long time, I really thought that my leadership required me to be uh, embodied in this like archetype of like Tony Robbins energy that I had to be like the guru and the brilliant and this and that. And 
you know, I really just have found this new approach to teaching and mission-based work that's really like, hey, this is my heart. This is my channel. Here it is. Like, hope it supports you. Hope it helps you with total detachment and not placing a lot of expectation upon, you know, my own internal pressures to get anybody results. I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle inside of the HEAL program, that six-month transformation journey. And man, when I tell you like detachment and surrender and prayer, it has just been um, such a deep process for me as a leader to come into those containers and hold space differently. And I found that in that aspect of just taking myself off of that pedestal and just grounding myself in to sit alongside everybody the the miracles unfolding are even more potent because we're doing all of the work together. And yeah, this round of the HEAL program is so amazing. I've been really loving facilitating. We just had a call last night and we were diving deep into like the wounds around leadership and the wounds around self-care and the wounds around what it means to be an entrepreneur because many students inside of the HEAL program are there because they've tried to grow businesses and they haven't been able to actually um, move towards their goals because they realize, wow, I really need to heal myself. And that's that's the premise, I think, of all of this is like, if you are trying to achieve something and you have not yet achieved it, there's always this feeling of like, well, maybe there's something I need to heal. And uh, the HEAL program has been so supportive for just moving those obstacles. I've seen weight loss results. I've seen business results. I've seen relationship results. I've seen uh, lifestyle results. Like women have manifested their new dream homes and their new cars. And it's just a beautiful method. And I'm really excited that I not only get to facilitate these beautiful heal containers, we have another one opening up in April for the heal program. And uh, I also get to be a student you know, so I'm really excited and I am embarking on my own personal growth right now. I'm doing the HEAL program this round. And then uh, as HEAL kind of wraps up, I'm going into MBA, going into the Manifestation Babe Academy. And I literally wrote like all of these goals down on a piece of paper and put them as an altar offering on my desk. So I have this letter I wrote to myself that's like, I'm jumping into this container of healing and this is where I want to be after it. This is what I want to achieve. This is what I'm calling in. And I offered up on that altar some crystals, um, this beautiful etched selenite of a deer, um, some sage, and this beautiful crystal fortune cookie that my sister gave me. So I have all of these things as an offering to the intentions of where I'm headed. And I'm not just showing up to work towards my goals in the physical, which we're going to be talking about in today's episode of Healing Lyme Disease. Um, the desires to heal are often very focused on the 3D. We're like, well, I want to heal and I want my body to feel really good. But I also know from my own path and transformation that what got me the physical results was often a very deep internal experience. So not only am I taking the physical action of enrolling myself in a program to deepen my study, to deepen my knowledge, because uh, every good teacher is a great student first. Um, but I'm also recognizing that I have deeper inner work to explore to get to the next level that I really want. So I am in right now as I'm recording this, a water fasting prayer, gearing up to get ready for a grandmother ayahuasca sit. Very, very excited about what's coming up for me in that 
area of my um, spiritual healing. And so I'm going to be talking about some of these modalities today, like how I rewired my mind to become somebody who is healed, how I took care of the body, the protocols I used on my journey of healing Lyme disease. And I'll just say if you're listening to this episode and you're diving into the protocols of how I healed chronic Lyme disease, which is what this whole podcast is about, please go back and listen to part one, episode 262. That is the whole story of the journey of getting diagnosed with Lyme disease. And I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that story today, but I really just want to pick up where we left off. So if you have not gone and listened to part one of this three-part series, go ahead and dive into episode 262. We'll put a link in the show notes. And I also just want to remind you that the HEAL program opens doors at the end of April. So stay tuned. We're going to have a beautiful five-day challenge offering for you guys for free that will be released on this show. So stick around, have fun, and uh, I invite you to share this episode with anybody who is struggling with their health, anybody who's struggling with self-healing, who's looking for the protocols that will provide them the answers. I'm going to be covering every single modality of what I experimented with and experienced so that you can see what calls you and what you're curious about because this path is very custom. The journey of healing the body is very custom experience. So follow your heart. Uh, do what lights you up that you listen to here on the show. And I'll remind you again, just like I said from episode 262, uh, take notes. Don't allow this learned information to leave, but go live it. So apply by writing down maybe in your phone or on a piece of paper the modalities that you really want to try so that you can take action moving forward. I will also say too, full disclaimer, I am not a doctor. I am a human sharing my personal experience on this show. What you do with it is your responsibility, okay? So please be uh, an adult, be uh, wise, (laughs) be a good advocate for your safety, and uh, make good judgments. Please, please, please. If you believe that seeking a doctor's um, value and opinion is something that is important to you, Uh, regardless, I'm supposed to say, please advise your doctor with all of these things. And I think that's important, right? Um, But I also will just say, I know for me, a lot of the things that I tried were beyond the scope of the medical uh, Western approach. So um, yeah, be mindful in finding doctors that are advocates for natural remedies and alternative medicine, because with these illnesses that are so chronic and so serious, they are often not solved in a Western medical doctor's office. They are solved with the earth and they are solved with a spiritual connection and they're solved with deep inner work. So we'll explore all of that today. Sit back, relax, enjoy. And I love you guys for being here. You got this. I think the hardest part of being on your journey of healing chronic illness is uh, this component. I mentioned this in part one of this series. You kind of think you're going crazy. Like people around you are like, what? You seem fine. I don't understand, right? You're ill. What? So like, you're not like really taken seriously. And um, part of the like lack of um, maybe like lab reports that are available, like the information that we have available to us is really limited in finding these chronic illnesses like Hashimoto's or um, Lyme disease, right? Like it's kind of hard to like get a diagnosis for this stuff. 
So there is a long period of time where I had this very deep internal knowing that there was something wrong with me, but I also felt at the same time like maybe I was going crazy because nobody was listening and nobody was seeing what was up. And I'm just going to say like for anybody who can relate to that thought who is going through a similar experience where you feel like everyone thinks you're nuts, um, please follow your own personal intuition because the more time you spend doubting yourself, the less time is available for you to find your answers. So please don't get lost in the, am I crazy? Is this right? Maybe all other people feel this way, right? Maybe everybody else feels this sick. Like there's a whole reason and spiritually why all of these things are happening, which I'll talk about probably in part three of this series. But for now, I'll just recognize that like, and just speak to this one thing, your body is coming back online. You're feeling a desire to be in a more elevated state. Whether or not somebody else understands that is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to say, my soul wants to feel way better in this physical body experience than it has been. And I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. So I got like real thrifty. Okay. And, and we're going to dive into the protocols around all of this. One of the biggest heartbreaking things that happened on my journey was recognizing just how much money it can cost to get well. And I really had a hard time um, with that heartbreak because I know that when I started to heal and I started to talk about how I was healing, there were all these different things I was doing, right? I was buying medical medium books. I was trying this type of therapy and that type of therapy and going for this appointment and that appointment and trying this supplement and that supplement. And like everything that I was doing cost a significant amount of money. And I was so privileged in the fact that I had built a very successful business that allowed me the financial freedom to do these things. I even at one point flew to Sedona and spent a year there working with all these different types of healers, all these different types of plant medicine, deepening and deepening my healing path and just getting better and better and better. And having a second home to be able to do that in Sedona, that was like, man, what a privilege, right? And I just, I know how financially um, difficult this path is. Like this isn't just a violation of your body's sovereignty. I feel like chronic illness is also a violation of your sovereignty and your wellness in all areas of life. Like my relationship with my husband significantly suffered. My relationship with my family suffered because I literally didn't have the energy to leave the house for several months, right? I would say even like a, more than that, like a year. Um, in my relationship with um, my money really suffered. Like it almost feels like an attack. Like this thing is just coming into your life and just taking over. Um, so we need to be fighters for our freedom. And we also need to recognize that we are not victims. What's happening to us is a release of toxicity within the body. And we are about to come home to ourselves by making that decision to be an advocate for our healing. So I think I played victim mentality for quite a while. I was like, you know, really in this state of like, poor me, why is this happening to me? I don't understand, you know, and I went to my Western medical doctor and I was like, hey, something's not right. Can you please like help me? Like, let's do some lab reports. I feel 
really fatigued. I have this rash I can't explain. I'm My mind is going off. I can't remember things. I feel weak all of the time. I'm sleeping 18 hours a day. And his response, you know, in this like general practitioner sort of way was like, okay, let's test for diabetes and let's like test your thyroid. And like all those levels came back normal. And then like I mentioned in my last episode, I went back and got tested for Lyme disease only to find out the real governmental dysfunction that exists in in relation to healthcare and like getting um, an actual clear reading on your Lyme disease. So I went and paid this like uh, doctor a very extensive amount of money, uh, two, two grand like lab results for Igenics. And Igenics is this company that tests for Lyme disease in all these different ways and also tests for co-infections, which are bacteria that are also attached to Lyme disease. Doctors in a regular general practitioner's office are often not testing for things like Borrelia, Babesia, anaplasmosis, and these are all co-infections that can create even more dysfunction in the body. So this is like when I hear somebody say, well, I got tested for Lyme disease and the doctor said I didn't have it and I had like three of the bars out of the however many and um, I guess I just don't have it. I really would invite anybody who uh, has a knowing that they have Lyme disease to ignore that testing and just continue to follow your certainty around the fact that this is something you have. Like oftentimes Lyme disease is a very intuitive knowing. Like my friend, um, and she was working for my business at the time, years before I was ever diagnosed, she said to me, I think you have Lyme disease. And I was like, no, mm, that doesn't, I don't know. But then over time, I started to see that the symptoms I was having that were related to Lyme disease were related to Lyme disease. And I was like, oh my God, maybe I actually, this is something I need. I think too, just something I'll say is like, all of these things, Lyme disease, chronic skin condition, fibromyalgia, um, gut issues, hormone issues, Hashimoto's, what else is there? Like um, Epstein-Barr virus, Kaksaki, like all of these things, these viral things that are playing out within our body. These are the result of a really low immune system and toxicity in the body. And regardless of what you have, like I think I spent a lot of time really searching for this label, like the same thing with my mental health story and how I healed mental health in my life. I'm going to share more of that on the podcast later on this month. But um, just like that, I was like looking for this label, like tell me what I have, please tell me what I have. And when I finally actually got it, I had this moment of thinking that I was going to finally feel relief. And I did for a very short period of time. But then I recognized the real truth, which was, wow, I, this is just scratching the surface. Like, I have to find the protocols. I have to find the answers. I have to find the solutions. So just like I asked and offered up in my prayer of like, you know, I talked about this on our previous episode, just saying, hey, universe, like, please send me somebody who's going through what I'm going through so that I can get support and so that I can feel like I'm having like the steps shown to me, I started to do the same thing with modalities of healing. Now, something that is very frustrating to me, I'll be very transparent with you in this kind of wound that I'm navigating in my own life, um, is watching people who are unwell 
just go through the Western medical healthcare system, take a pill, go see a doctor, get a surgery, whatever, and just feel like, oh, now I'm supposed to be fine. And I have such a hard time with this because I know for me in my mental health journey, taking a pill was not the solution. It only made things worse. It only like numbed out the issues of what was really going on. It was symptomatic support. And those symptoms, masking them over and over and over again, prevented me from really tending to the wound of what I had. So because I understood this from my mental health perspective, I knew that that Western approach of just taking a pill for Lyme disease or taking a pill for fibromyalgia symptoms or taking a pill for skin condition was not going to be my solution. And I feel like the universe really blessed me with that perspective because I know people who go down the path of relying on Western medicine for these chronic health issues and they spend years and years and years lost in a system, not getting results, feeling incredibly stuck. So I started to look at my healing differently and I started to ask, what is the true source of my symptom? And I recognized that three things were going on that I believe exist within every single person that is struggling with a chronic health issue. So I want to share these right out of the gate. I've worked with more than 50 women inside of the HEAL program, and a lot of them come with these chronic health issues as well, and the patterns are just so prevalent. So I really want to share this with you today. Number one, one of the biggest patterns that comes up for somebody who has a chronic health issue is that they mistreat their body and their body is therefore in some toxic state. Now this can be, I mistreat my body because I drink tons of tap water and my body is flooded with all of the fluoride and the chemicals that are put in the water systems that I am drinking. Or I... Um, disrespect my body and flood it with toxicity by the foods I eat or even um, I would say to the coffee I drink like this is a huge oh my god you want to talk about detox please stop drinking at Starbucks and Dunkin Donuts like it's terrible or the soda I have or the energy drinks I have or the chemicals that are in my food or maybe I'm eating a, a diet that's very very heavy in processed oils or processed sugars and all of those things are caused like our desire to actually eat those things and to not put our health first that pattern is very emotional like the emotional pattern of not choosing what's best for yourself is a, a way of comfort and a, a, we will talk more about this again as we go through this episode but like Toxicity within the body. This is the first reason chronic illness exists. Number two, the second thing that is going on is emotional repression. And many people who are in chronic health navigation have suppressed sexual trauma, suppressed emotional trauma, suppressed family dynamic trauma, suppressed wounds around their self-confidence, their self-love, their self-empowerment. So not only is your body holding on to an incredible amount of toxicity and your body is not in homeostasis, especially if you have something like Lyme disease or um, Epstein-Barr virus, you know, streptococcus, right? Like all of these things, fibromyalgia, I could just keep going on and on. Your body is like 
there's too much toxicity in there. <laughs> like it's just, it needs to be released. And a lot of the reason that that exists in the first place is because it's a mirrored manifestation of your emotional frequency and what you're carrying on the regular. Another component of this emotional frequency is this aspect of fight or flight. And I will say too, from a lot of experiences with my students and my own personal experience with chronic health struggle, that what is playing out within the body is actually playing out because your body has a particular blueprint for fight or flight frequency. Now, let me explain what that means. I could give Sally, or maybe we'll use my husband because he's a great example. I could go to a lab and get my husband tested for the same bacteria that I've had when I had Lyme disease. And there's a slight possibility that he actually has the same bacteria that I have. But his body is not affected by them because his body is in good homeostasis. Maybe he works out, uh, maybe he sweats more often, maybe he um, eats different foods, and he hasn't been through a trauma that puts his body in a constant state of anxiety. Me, on the other hand, if I'm eating poorly, if I'm keeping all this inflammation within the body, and I also have trauma that has caused fight or flight nervous energy within me, then my symptoms will be um, life-threatening in many ways, right? And not everybody's are life-threatening, but for me, it was very much a very scary thing when I got really deep into um, this chronic illness. So I say that because the fight-or-flight energy that exists within somebody who actually has struggle around whatever toxicity exists in their body, that also needs to be healed. Like you cannot just sit here and say, okay, I'm going to just body, body, body. I'm going to heal my body. Let me get my my wisdom teeth taken out because that's causing inflammation in my body. Let me eat really clean because that's causing inflammation in my body. Let me do this. All of that is really helpful, but it's just one piece of the puzzle. And oftentimes, if that's the only piece of the puzzle that you're working on, you will not get to your healing. You will not get to the ultimate outcome. And I learned this the hard way. So We have the physical body and all of that manifestation. We have the emotional body and all of the emotions that need to be rewritten, released, rewrite, um, experienced, right? We need to go through a rewrite experience with these things. We also have this third component of your spiritual connection. And like many people who are going through chronic illness, they're feeling this deep sense of hopelessness, feeling this deep sense of like not being supported feeling this deep sense like the universe is like out to get them, like they are totally misunderstood by the universe, that they're not getting what they really want in their life, like they feel a victim of their life. The journey of healing um, is so much more effective when you recognize that your soul is on this path for a very important purpose and that source, God, the universe, I don't care what you believe in, but just knowing that it is there to support you. It is one of the most profound components of self-healing that has transformed for me. But in the beginning, I was very much focused on the body. So I started with this really expensive lab report for my genics, got my diagnosis of Lyme disease, and the first thing I tried was going to a general practitioner. Well, actually, let let me take this a step before. I first went to a naturopath. And I got all these supplements and they asked me a bunch of questions, did this kind of intake that took two hours and they were like, oh, well, it's your gut. You need to take all of these supplements and taking all of these supplements to heal my gut 
was so inflammatory to my body. Like I felt even worse. I felt even more unclear. I felt foggy. I felt loopy. I'm like, holy shit. I'm, I have toxicity within my body and I'm just thinking that taking a bunch of stuff is going to actually get my body into a better state. This is not serving me. Like I started to really feel that concept within my system of there's something going on wrong here internally that needs to get out. So why am I spending so much time taking supplements and pills that I think are going to just enhance the good of my system when I also really need to be focused on releasing what is bad within my system? So I got that very internal knowing I tried a $500 or $600 a month protocol of supplements for all of two months. And I was like, I cannot do this. Like, it is not working. I'm not really getting results. Let me try something different. So that was when I got my full hygienics test and I went to a doctor who was, um, I think there's a term for it. It's like a Lyme educated doctor. There's special terminology. And what I'll actually do is put the really powerful books in um, the show notes, the books that I read around Lyme disease that really transformed everything for me. I got this really big book that talked about, and this is why I bring it up, um, talked about how a lot of doctors are not Lyme literate. That's the term, Lyme literate. And that when you are looking for a doctor, one of the things you really want to ask your doctor is, are you a Lyme literate doctor? And they will tell you yes or no, right? There are some doctors who are really heavily focused on educating themselves on Lyme. And I found this woman who was a, I believe she was a naturopath. She focused on herbs and uh, was using herbs specifically to heal the body. And I thought that this concept was very different and interesting from this concept of supplements, which are all genetically modified or they're they're made in a lab, right? Versus like tinctures of herbs or capsules of 100% organic herbs. And I started to um, open myself up to the possibility that maybe what my body needed was a life-giving frequency of a plant or um, an element of the earth that would bring me back into homeostasis. It felt like anything that was not natural was not for me. And that is something that I think everybody has to figure out for themselves. But I went to this doctor and I told her that I was interested in starting bee venom therapy, but I didn't really have a pathway to learn about it at the time. And I wanted to try first working with natural herbs. And she said, well, you know, here are some protocols that I can put you on. What are your symptoms? And she would give me the um, herbs that she believed to be really helpful for detoxifying the system. Now, I think a problem with Lyme disease that is not really often talked about is that when the body is so toxic and your job in focus is detox, 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 and you're trying to get these things out of the body, um, it can be very, very intense. And this expression, if you've ever heard it, it's called a Herxmeyer reaction. This is a reaction when you're healing chronic illness and you're doing it in a way that's focused on like detoxifying and getting out and releasing the inflammation or the, the bacteria, whatever it may be from your body, your symptoms can actually get a lot worse before they get better. And I remember her telling me like, take Epsom salt baths and I literally could not sit in those baths for more than two minutes. Like it was so painful. My body felt like it was, 
on fire. I felt lightheaded. I felt sick and nauseous. So these detox protocols that I started to incorporate, whether they were the herbs that I was taking or the detox baths or the sauna practices or the celery juice protocol, which I'll share with you in a little bit, I had to really pay attention to like the balance between detoxifying and actually like being too aggressive. I needed to find this happy medium and that really is about listening to your body. So these herbs that she was giving me were making all of my symptoms worse. Like my rash got even more intense because now with these herbs, my body is going into detox mode and it's pushing out all of this stuff and I'm feeling even more sick, even more fatigued, even more exhausted. And while I'm in this state of sleeping like 18 hours a day and being unable to get out of bed... I decided that I'm going to start reading because at this point, I actually can't leave my bed. Like I'm in so much pain and I'm so physically ill in this healing process that there are days that I go like a full week with only getting out of bed to use the bathroom. Like that's how serious my condition started to get. And so I order all these books online that I believe are going to be the game changer for me. So I first order all of the medical medium books and I read them start to finish And then I get these Lyme um, alternative medicine studies, these books. I got a book that shares like basically every alternative medicine practice and the research around it and whether or not it's effective. And there's so many different modalities to try. So I read all of that. And then I read this other book that talked about, it was a journalist and she wrote this story that was the like research and illumination of the investigation behind where Lyme disease comes from and the fact that it's man-made and all of this stuff. So um, I just read and read and read. And I, I think that when you're healing, if there's something that you don't know, go find information, right? Like we need to be advocates for our health. I watched this documentary that was so incredible um, I cannot remember it. Actually, let me see if I can look it up because I do want to share it with you while we're talking. Uh, Lyme disease documentary. It Under Our Skin. That is what it's called. It is so mind-blowing to see the journey. Um, so I'll share that with you guys as well just for anybody who's interested or curious. But anyway, so I'm reading all of these books and I decide, wow, yeah, this is so true. Like, All of our food is so poisoned and medical medium talks about this, this concept that, you know, the body really thrives off of um, what is from the earth and eating elements of the earth, eating lots of fruit and lots of vegetables and keeping the body really, really clean so it can be in a high vibration. So I started to incorporate medical medium practice and I was taking celery juice every morning And I found also that to be, while it was super cleansing and really, really effective for mineralizing my body, keeping my body super hydrated in this process of healing, I did also feel like um, sometimes if I did celery juice for too many days in a row that I would have like my symptoms flare up. So again, I just started to be really aware. And the medical medium protocol was a really big game changer for me. I followed and did his 369 liver cleanse, and that was um, really profound and very shifting. 
But when I look back, I feel like there were other things that I did that were way more impactful than that practice just for me. Today, and just to be transparent with you on where my diet is, a diet that allows me to feel really imbalanced, uh, lots of fruit, lots of fruit, lots of vegetables, and um, certain vegetables because some vegetables are like not so good on the gut. And I eat, um, I eat meat. I think meat is very important for my nervous system in keeping me fueled and keeping me grounded. And um, this, you know, method of like staying away from foods that are processed is still something that I'm very, very committed to on my path. I'm not perfect, right? But I really just keep to this natural earth-based diet that was kind of introduced to me from medical medium protocol. Another thing I started to try which is conflicting to the medical medium protocol, is coffee enemas. And I had read about them from Jordan Younger, who was, um, she's the creator of the Balanced Blonde podcast. I mentioned her um, a while ago. I'm sorry, she's the creator of the Balanced Blonde Instagram. Her podcast is different. Uh, But she had done coffee enemas on her healing journey to remove toxicity from the liver. And the theory of this coffee enema protocol is that when your body is so backed up, it needs support in flushing out the toxins. So this is where liver cleansing is really effective because your liver is where everything gets processed through the liver, right? So if you have a lot of toxicity within the body, you probably have a sluggish liver and all of this toxicity is getting backed up and you're not able to actually excrete and let go of that toxicity. So the medical medium's belief is that coffee enemas are like not good. Um, for me, I was like, this feels like something I want to try. I'm going to try it. And so I started to do coffee enemas and I started to flush my body out and that started to make a huge difference in my healing where now I could do these Epsom salt baths and they weren't as intense. So again, what I just want to say is like I'm bouncing. I know I'm bouncing on topic, but this is just a mirror for the actual experience that I had in Healing Chronic Health where I was bouncing from modality to modality, just kind of experiencing and experimenting to see with to see what worked at the right time. Now, all of this was happening and at the same time I had this like real big curiosity about bee venom therapy. If you don't know what bee venom therapy is, I'm just going to explain that concept really quickly and uh, identify that now we're going like a little bit more deep into the crazy protocols that I got so desperate to try, stinging myself with bees, putting frog medicine on my skin to purge. Like I, I went deep into being an advocate for my healing and releasing what was not serving me. And I know that looks different for everybody. Uh, But what started for me as a curiosity became my calling. And back in 2019 or maybe 2020, I was really, really lost in getting my answers. I still felt really sick. I I felt like the things I was doing were just kind of like surface level and weren't actually going to the deep core of my suffering. And I started to hear about bee venom therapy and was curious. And the way that they described bee venom therapy on social media and in some of the Facebook groups I was joining and online was that basically a lot of our vaccines and a lot of our antibiotics are actually based on a scientific study of venoms from the earth. So things like bee venom therapy, uh, snake venom, spider venom, all of these things are studied in... Uh, 
labs so that we have the proper chemical formation for the antibiotics that we use. So when I found this out, when I realized that wow, everything that is being used in the Western medical world is actually a man-manipulated version or man-created version of something that was born naturally of the earth, then isn't it true that I can go back to the source? And so I recognized that bee venom therapy was calling me, even though it felt terrifying, the concept that I was committing to a long process because bee venom therapy lasts anywhere from eight months to two years. Uh, I was committing to this long process of putting my body through a lot of discomfort, but I was really determined and very desperate. And as I said to a couple of sisters who've been on uh, calls with me just asking for healing support around their own particular journeys, when you are really sick, you get desperate and you'll try anything. And I was very desperate and it brought me to my knees to be like, well, I know this is going to be uncomfortable, but I also feel like everything I've been trying up until this point has been very like light, you know, like, oh, well, try this coffee enema, try this, you know, uh, diet of plants, try these herbs, try these supplements. Like it was just very, I needed to go deeper because I was so sick. So the concept of bee venom therapy is this idea that um, has been dated all the way back to Egypt. Bees were considered to be super sacred and very holy and were also a very big source of not only spiritual enlightenment, but also healing for the body. And there's this woman who runs a community on Facebook, I forget her name, Ellen something, but she shares her story where she was very sick with chronic Lyme disease, very debilitated, and one day she got attacked by a bunch of bees outside of her house, and it was terrible, but the next day she felt like an entirely new person. So she started to get very curious about bee venom, and she brought it into the Western world, and now it's become this protocol where you um, start with one or two bees, stinging yourself three times or two times a week, and the goal is to work yourself up to eight bee stings in a day and to do that three times a week. And you have to work up to it because if you don't, your body can go into, you know, an antihistamine a histamine reaction where you like, you know, that's happened to me when I was upping my dose where my, I did a bee venom therapy sit. And then afterwards I was like, oh my God, my face is so puffy. I have hives. Holy shit. Like I did too much. So it's a slow process of like, you start with one or two at a time and then you go to three and then you go to four and you're doing these stings, um, on either side of your spine and on the line of your body. And the idea is that this venom holds, um, very potent uh, bacteria killer. And a lot of Lyme disease lives and operates within our nervous system. That's where the Lyme really goes and spirals in and creates its dysfunction within your neurological system. So stinging your um, spine allows all of that bacteria killing venom to go into the body and to actually kill and starve off the Lyme disease, the bacteria of that. So, um, yeah, that was a really incredible process. I was really uncomfortable with the idea of doing it. And I had brought this man to my house. I found a guy who was doing bee venom therapy. And I was like, hey, can you, you know, can you help me? Like, show me what I have to do. And he came to my house and he walked me through it. 
you order the bees online, you have a little bee box, you're able to work with them in the box, uh, you take them out with tweezers, and then you just kind of place them on your back. And a lot of people who are very spiritually connected have a difficult time with this, this concept of like killing the bee for your own benefit. Um, I, what I like to say is like, I'm, so, so these bees, you can keep them outside and you can keep the little house open. And so a lot of the bees, you get an over amount of bees when you get them delivered. You don't need all of them for your entire month or week of like serving yourself. Uh, I think I was getting mine shipped every two weeks at the time. But anyway, when you keep them outside, sometimes those bees will actually like leave your little hive and they'll go fly off to colonize with like another community of bees. So I had the approach that like by letting these bees be of offering to me and uh, blessing them and saying thank you, I was able to also release bees that would be able to be brought back into the environment and the bees that were harvested for this work are specifically bred for this Lyme disease healing. Some people use bee venom therapy for arthritis, for fibromyalgia. It's just so curing and such an amazing medicine. So I did that for eight months. And I did that while I was in Sedona. And I was also at the same time working with Combo, which I will say working with these two medicines was incredibly profound for me. And looking back, I think it's also quite dangerous to be incorporating mixed medicines uh, if you're not under the guidance of a doctor or if your tuition has any level of nervousness. So I just want to say, like, take it slow and do one thing at a time. Bee venom was huge for me, but it also was this roller coaster of severe ups and downs because anytime I upped my my dose of going from maybe three bee stings to four or four bee stings to five, whatever it was, I was just feeling the symptoms much more deeply. And so again, it's that concept of what's coming up is coming out to be released and it might be really, really painful. So around this time, doing bee venom therapy was an introduction to me. I was also experiencing the concept of water fasting. And I know I've talked about this on the show, and I'll actually put links to the water fasting episodes on this particular show so that if you're curious, you can go back and like deep dive into water fasting. But um, water fasting is based on this, this guy, the Gerson therapy, I think it's called. And water fasting by principle is this idea that animals in the wild, when they are sick, they don't eat. And they do that intuitively because they know that the body's energy system needs to be reserved for actually clearing out whatever sickness is moving through their body. So for a long time, I was so focused on eating all of these really good high vibrational foods, putting all of this stuff into my system, but it wasn't really until I started focusing on getting things out of my system that I got well. So I did a water fasting protocol <clears throat> and it was something that made my husband really uncomfortable because 14 days is a really long time to not eat anything. And if you are asking the question, yes, I just drank water for 14 days. That was all I did. The first time I've done it, because I've done this like three times now, I've done three two-week water fasts. And uh, the first time I did, I cannot tell you how painful my body was. Like it felt like every bone of my body was like shedding deep, deep suffering. I was so uncomfortable. 
I remember crying in the bed and just having Matt like pet my back and just being like, I'm so sorry. Like, he'll be okay. You'll be okay. And even just him touching my back sent such pain into my body. Like I, I was detoxing everything. And so I really think that water fast was a huge game changer. I also started working with Mimosa Pudica, which was a, um, an, uh, an herb plant that you can take in capsule form that is kind of creates this gelatin within the intestinal tract and then pulls out all of like the parasites and all of the stuff in there that's not really good. And during my 14 day water fast, which they do not advise to do this, but I'm just such an intuitive person when it comes to my body and healing. I was doing um, my 14 day water fasts with occasional, um, coffee enemas and so my intestinal tract was super clear so I was like why don't I just let me let me be able to access my liver my gallbladder more clearly because now my whole digestive system is clear let me flush this out and I I know this is TMI but like the the size parasites that came out of my system or even if they're not actually parasites and they're just like the lining of my intestinal like it was so gross you guys like I I could stretch my arms out from side to side and tell you that the parasites I passed were even longer than that coming out of my system. It was insane. So healthy gut, healthy mind. I started to make that connection, started to do things to clear my gut, water fasting, coffee enemas, mimosa pudica. Um, I would do taking a probiotic that started to be a really powerful thing for me. So I started to try to keep my gut really clear and my mind really clear by doing these water fasts and cleansing out and also paying attention to eating organic only and removing all the toxic chemicals. So that was like the foundation of my work. I started to switch my skincare products, my hair products. I started to switch the soaps that we used in the house, the candles that we used, uh, the detergent that we use, the dishwasher stuff that we use, I started to change everything because I knew that this world that we live in is so toxic and it's my job to create as much wellness as possible. So taking all of this a step further, I had a very deep Herx reaction at one point before ever diving into my bee venom therapy protocol. And this Herx reaction led me to take antibiotics because I felt like maybe I couldn't heal naturally and that I needed Western support. And when I was taking these antibiotics, I felt like such a mess. And I went to Sedona. And at the end of being on these antibiotics, I had um, I was with a bunch of girls. We were on vacation. And I was coming off the end of this protocol for my antibiotics to kill the bacteria. And I still was feeling so terrible. And we got an invitation to sit with combo medicine. And for those of you who do not know what combo medicine is, I will again share links to some episodes below. Combo is a medicine of the jungle used by the Matsi tribes. And this particular medicine is applied topically on the skin through burn marks. So you will literally burn the skin to create things called gates. They're tiny little circles that go on your body. They're really small. And then from there, the facilitator or the practitioner will apply the slimy excretion of that frog, the combo frog, onto your skin. And from there, that 
medicine will activate the lymphatic system to flush out toxicity that exists in the body. And you flush out that toxicity that exists in the body through shaking, through sweating, through crying, through purging out the front and out the back, okay? So it is like a full body reset experience that is unlike anything I've ever witnessed on and, and went through on my journey of transformation. And I can tell you when I first heard about combo medicine, I was very disinterested and like really disgusted. Like the concept of actually putting my body through physical discomfort to make myself get sick felt really scary. It felt really uncomfortable because I was seeing it as this concept of getting sick. But when I met this teacher and was like, oh, maybe I'll try this. Like maybe I've tried everything else. Like I might as well give this a shot. It's a very spiritual process too. Let me just say this. The the medicine of the frog this frog lives in the jungle and has absolutely no predators. It is the king of the jungle because it has this excretion on its body that is toxic to be eaten. So it wards off any predator. Now imagine how peaceful we would be in our lives if we had no predator, right? No predator of financial poverty, no predator of illness, right? This frog is just so clean and so pure and has no fight or flight. So you're literally receiving that energetic frequency when you take this medicine. This medicine was also used by the Nazis after the Spanish Inquisition. If I'm getting my story right, all of the, um, like, when the Europe invasions, right, uh, they brought a lot of diseases that were very unknown to these jungle tribes. And the jungle tribes that sat with ayahuasca were getting very sick. And they all at the same time got this download of, hey, go into the jungle, find this king of the frog, king of the forest, this frog, uh, and use this medicine to help you heal. And all of the tribes got better. There have been miracles and miracles with this medicine being used to help heal cancer, to help heal HIV, to help heal AIDS. Uh, it has been very underly studied and is incredibly miraculous. And when I am asked, okay, like what is the protocol that really changed my life? I would say it's combo. Combo medicine is at the center of my altar and now I serve combo in person. So it's just been such a beautiful process of me coming deeper and deeper into my relationship with that medicine. But my teacher, when I was nervous about this in the beginning, my teacher said to me, um, you know, Lauren, you're not getting sick in this process, you're getting well. And everything that you feel that's discomforting in the process of sitting with, with combo is actually all of the toxicity that's already been living in your body just coming up to be pulled out. And that method, you know, that, that perspective really resonated with me and was such a game changer. So after that first sit of combo medicine and feeling like, wow, I just released so much trauma, I just released so much energetic tightness, I just released so much toxicity in my body and I felt better, I decided to fly back to Sedona after I went home for a little bit from that trip and fly back there and live there long term for seven months to deepen my study and to sit multiple, sit as many times as I needed to, to actually heal my Lyme disease. Now, I sat with Combo probably like 50 times within a year. I was really uh, very, very studied, and not everybody needs to sit that much. I was just incredibly unwell. Some people have miracles after one sit, 
But when I sat with Combo, one of my very last times before I flew back home, I was purging and I heard this very, very clear message, your Lyme disease is gone. And I was like, what? So Combo isn't necessarily a psychedelic, but you're in really deep prayer if you have a really good facilitator. And when you're in really deep prayer, you will get messages, you will see visions, you will have signs. You will feel spirit entities. And I just got this very clear download of like, your Lyme disease is gone. And I was shocked. I was like, what? I really? Are you sure? (laughs) Like, I've been working so hard. I've been singing myself with all these bees. I've been sitting with combo. I've been sitting with ayahuasca. I've been doing all these water fasts. Oh my God. Changing my diet. Is you sure? And um, I never had a symptom ever since. Hands down. Like, miraculous. So... Um, These medicines are really powerful, right? And I will say one of the biggest components of protocol that I brought into my life were spiritual protocols, Um, breath work, sound healing, ecstatic dance. These were protocols that I truly believed to be bigger game changers than anything I was eating or anything I was putting into my body. These were the experiences where I got to really look at my wounds and my trauma and my suffering and really rewrite my relationship with myself. Because of that fight or flight that existed in my nervous system, because of everything that I was also now putting my body through to detox, to cleanse, to heal, it's a lot on the body. My nervous system needed to know how to be in a calm and empowered state. My nervous system needed to learn how to be in control. And if you've been through experiences in your life where your emotions have been disrupted and have not been held in safety, you can find it very, very difficult to be in peace, to be in balance, to be in empowerment, to be in love for yourself, to be in gentleness for yourself. And all of those things are so deeply required to be uh, able to actually heal. So... I, when I was in Sedona, this was where all of my healing actually started to skyrocket because I wasn't just focused on the body and healing the physical illness within my body. I was also tending to the elements of my spiritual connection and deepening more love within myself, which is the spiritual process. Spirituality is deepening love within yourself. That's exactly what it is. And uh, healing my emotions uh, was a really... a big, big piece of this, sitting with ayahuasca routinely, consistently to take better care of my life, to take care of better care of my soul. I really do believe that if you are going on a healing journey and you are just focused on the body, your uh, lessons will repeat themselves. It is not until you actually sit with the emotional wounding, the emotional suffering, the emotional challenges that you've been through and say, okay, let me rewrite this, that you actually fully heal. So when I started to experience ayahuasca, and I just want to kind of explain, again, there are episodes you can go back and listen to. We'll put them in the show notes as well. Um, Ayahuasca is a psychedelic medicine, right? It activates the DMT within the system and allows you to have visions and allows you to have a spiritual experience connected to your guides, the source, universe, oneness, all of these things in showing you what what needs to be illuminated and healed. And for me, that was like a lot of sexual trauma because if you go back and just circle into the story that I told you guys in part one, I had been through so much trauma in my life. 
I had attempted suicide. I was a rape victim. I was sexually abused at the age of 13. I had a lot of things that were masked for many, many, many years. And it was almost like coming off of antidepressants and coming off of medication, my nervous system was still so rattled and couldn't actually like stay grounded because there were wounds that had not been integrated. And when I went into ayahuasca sits and gave myself permission to cry and to grieve and to feel the pain of what I had been through and to really go deep into releasing everything, I would come out the other side 10 pounds lighter within a day. Like I would feel it energetically. So um, I just want to invite you guys to have that perspective because it's not necessarily ayahuasca, but opening up your emotional healing while you are going through your physical body healing is so freaking important. Now, a little tidbit and side story of this. After my long stay in Sedona, sitting with all of these medicines, I came out of a plant medicine journey, and the next day I was sitting with this question. I know I meant to design this program called HEAL. I know that everything I have been through, like the medicine showed me the night before, everything that I had been through in my healing process was actually an immersive study to initiate me and to prepare me into the work that I was actually going to do in the world, which was design this beautiful heal method, the beautiful heal program, and just offer full transformation to women in the world. And I sat down with the medicine and asked that question, what does this immersion, if I look at my immersion in Sedona, step by step, using all these modalities, using all of these plants, sitting in all of these prayer circles, what was the actual process of my healing? And I sat down and I mapped everything out in a way that became a group program experience online. And I had such fear around this because I thought for a long time, like, wow, maybe like, Maybe everybody has to sit with combo. Maybe everybody has to sit with bees. Maybe everybody has to water fast and do everything exactly as I did. But this felt so limiting. And what I came to realize was it wasn't these medicines or these modalities or these things that actually gave me the physical answers that I wanted. It was the experience where I realized what I needed to realize, where I was shown what needed to be shown, that I was actually able to heal. And so mapping out this heal process, healing the inner child, healing the inner teenager, healing the shadow work, healing the relationship with our parents, with sexuality, with intimacy, and healing the body in, with all of these protocols, right? That was the game changer, the combination of all of these things. So I really invite you as you sit with the back end of this episode, because we talked about so much today. Um, we talked about water fasting. We talked about juicing. We talked about the medical medium. We talked about herbs and supplements and bee venom therapy and combo medicine and ayahuasca. I just invite you to continue to get curious and continue to explore what the earth has to offer you, because everything that we need to heal is on the earth. The plants are our allies and they have given us everything that we need to heal ourselves. Finally, I'll just say if you are on a healing journey and you have been doing this by yourself for a long time, please reach out. I want you to know that you are not alone. My Instagram handle is at Lauren of Love and you can also go to laurenoflove.com slash heal to see the details of our beautiful signature six-month transformation journey called Heal. It's really a beautiful process, and it is the birthing of everything that I learned 
and every step of healing that has gotten me where I am today. Symptom-free, elevated, in complete oneness with my body, and you deserve to be in that state as well. And my prayer is that I can show up and support any sister out there, any brother, any soul who's going through this journey and just letting you move one step closer to your healing with some piece of information that helped you today. So I love you so much. Stay tuned for part three where we are going to explore uh, the inner workings, a deep dive conversation around the spiritual and inner components of actually healing chronic Lyme disease. Stay tuned. We're about to get real woo and talk about world issues too. So strap in and get excited. I can't wait to share this next episode with you. Hey sister, don't go anywhere just yet. I have a free offer for you as a gift for being a beautiful lovebird listener of this show. I want to give any student who leaves a review on this podcast a beautiful free gift. The Six Laws of Wealth audio series. If you're creating prosperity, abundance, health freedom, financial freedom, this audio training series is going to shift and propel you into a new perspective of creating prosperity and wealth in your life. It's really simple to receive this free offer. All you have to do is leave a review on the podcast, write up some comments about how you feel this show has helped you, and when you're done, take a screenshot of that review and email our team you can go to hello at laurenoflove.com and just share in an attached file a screenshot of your review. We'll respond back and give you a link to sign up for that free series, The Six Laws of Wealth Audio Training. It is a beautiful, jam-packed study, and I'm so honored to give you that gift for free. So again, just leave a review, write some love notes about how this podcast has changed your life, and take a screenshot, send it to us at hello at laurenoflove.com and we'll respond back with your free access to the six laws of wealth audio series. I look forward to seeing your review and I am so excited to share this series with you for free. Enjoy guys and I'll see you on the next show.